Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is Why Knowing Isn't Doing in Just Seven Minutes with Rod Santamassimo. Now, Rod is an experienced entrepreneur. He's dealt with startups all the way through large corporations, but his greatest joys came from launching a college lacrosse recruiting service, inventing and patenting a workout watch, and then creating the Massimo Group, which has gone on to work with thousands of entrepreneurs and helping them build the business and the life they desire. Rod's the author of three books and a syndicated columnist. His first book, Brokers Who Dominate, became an Amazon bestseller and is still highly acclaimed in the commercial real estate arena. Teams built to dominate followed in with the why and the how of facilitating strong teams to move the business forward. His latest book is Knowing Isn't Doing, and that became number one sales book in America immediately after being launched in late 2020. This book outlines a proven blueprint for independent contractors, solopreneurs, and small business owners to finally build the business and the life that they've always desired. Rod, it is fantastic to have you here with us. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. I'm going to take you on the road with me, if that's okay. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That. I'm a great, if you will, uh, provocateur, Jiminy Cricket type. I'll be there on your shoulder. So, Rod, I know this, but our listeners do not know exactly who your ideal client is. Yeah, our ideal clients are the independent contractor, solopreneur, or small business owner, more particularly in the commercial real estate arena or those that service that arena. So nine doesn't include commercial real estate brokers or agents, but mortgage brokers, mortgage bankers, appraisers, engineers, architects, insurance agents, and the like. All those folks that service this thing we call commercial real estate are our ideal clients. Now, you gave us a list there, a great list. And so what's the problem that they share in common that you and your firm help them solve? Yeah, we have uh, three avatars in our firm, Ned or Nancy Newby, Peter or Paula Plateau, and then Bob or Betty Topper, although I probably should change the Betty Topper for trademark reasons. <laughs> but, but definitely I would say it's, it's the Peter, Paula Plateau is the majority of our clients. And that generally means they're stuck. They, they just can't figure out how to get to that next level of, well, it could be success, it could be production, it could be a variety of things, but generally they're stuck. So question number three is, you know, they can look, up, uh, our listeners can look in their financials and they can see, gee, things are not growing. I'm not growing. I, I am stuck. But what sort of feelings, symptoms, emotions, Rod, do people have uh, that would signal to them to reach out and talk to Rod and his organization? Yeah, it could be several things, but let's stick with Peter or Patty for now. Hey, look, you're, you're not getting a good night's sleep, right? You're not. You, you know you could do better, but you just don't know how. You can't figure it out. Potentially, yeah, you're lost. Emotionally, without a doubt, you're frustrated. You're frustrated. You, you visualize, you, you imagine yourself like that horse with the carrot way out there. You know you, you, know you have the strength to get it. You just can't get there. So those are the emotions most of our clients in that second tier. And the majority of our clients 
go through in regards to why they reach out to us. Okay, thank you. That's a great, a great answer. So now uh, we're talking right now, you and I, two people who have been programmed to do everything themselves, to be the solver of everything. So when they try to tackle this problem you're describing on their own, what are the typical mistakes that, uh, that our listeners might be making right now? Well, Bill, you just said it, right? A, they don't seek help, and and that is a major obstacle. Um, They say, they assume, well, I'll just work harder. The problem is to increase your production, your velocity. Yeah, you you could work harder. Effort definitely is an issue. It is. But are we doing the right things? Because if we continue to do the same things, we know what that results in, right? So I think it's an element of we're not doing the right things and Let's face it, it does. It takes confidence and it takes courage to ask for help. And that, no matter where you are in life, you know, well, I get coached by at least three people simultaneously every single day of my life. I just do on different elements of my life and my business, you know, because I think I can get better. I know I could get better. And I have the courage to say, I'm not that good. And that's what you need to think about. So question number six is when or number five, excuse me, I lost track of my, 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 my fingers didn't quite work right. So five, uh, what of all the things that our listeners might do, what's the most single most important thing that they personally could do today that would help them move ever so closer to solving the problem that they're uh, finding themselves in right now? Well, number one, they're doing it. They're taking time away from their work to listen to this podcast. So listening to you, listening to your great show. So that in itself is a significant act. It is. But just to make that short seven-minute section, you're one thing you do to get off that transaction treadmill. We all understand the transaction treadmill theory, right? You work hard. You're running hard. You think you're doing well. But in actuality, all you're doing is chasing deals. You know, go back to that other question. You're working harder, but not... The treadmill itself, it's not it hasn't gone anywhere. You worked, but it isn't moving. So get off that treadmill, work on your business, listen to others, figure out other ways and other solutions. I like that. I, I, I like these little uh, phrases and, and descriptors and, and the various avatars and all that. It really is helpful for our listeners. So uh, number six is... Uh, I know you've got a beautiful free gift to uh, offer to our listeners. So tell us, Rod, what is the gift? And second, where would they go on one of your websites to get their hands on it? Sure. I would suggest you go to my book website, knowingisntdoing.com. That's knowingisntdoing.com. And you have free downloads there. One was a, a playbook on how to go out and start building that business and life you desire. And another one for a lot of you out there who are starting to make money, no doubt, tax strategies are essential, and you would, you still would not believe, even wherever, wherever we are in the period of, of, of the cycle here, politically or administratively, the tax advantages you have as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, independent contractor. So we lay those out for you as well. Excellent. Thank you very much. That's extremely generous. Thank you very much. So question number seven, I told you I'd ask you seven. I didn't think of the seventh one, though, so I'm going to ask you. We got uh, 90 seconds to go. Perfect. So what's the question you're waiting for me to ask? And then what's the answer? Okay. So, Rod, you've coached thousands of independent contractors and solopreneurs. What would you say are the significant steps to success? What would those look like? And 
And Bill, I'll tell you, I'm an, I'm an anal guy. I am. I'm very analytical. I look at numbers all the time. I look at what clients do, how they're doing it, which ones outperform. And there are two tiers of success we find. The first tier we is called tier one. is called the P factor. There are three things you have to do to have initial success. Number one, how strong is your value proposition to your market? That's so important. People take it for granted. Number two, how strong is your presence within that marketplace? And number three, what does your prospecting campaign, I didn't say just calls, but campaign look like? So when you put those three together, we, we measure it, we analyze these metrics. It's amazing the exponential production you will have. Again, tier one, value prop, presence, prospecting, tier one. And a lot of folks are, are struggling to get to tier one. But then the mega producers, those that consistently earn a lot of dollars, quite frankly, they're at tier two. Tier two is simple. Still the P factor, different one though, talented people. They surround themselves with talented people. I'm not saying full-time jobs at all, outsourcing, virtual assistants, part-time, talented people. Two, process. They process everything. They do. They have processes in place, documented to others understand how to do the work they want it done. And three, they have some type of platform for communication delivery could be a CRM, could be a Slack channel, whatever it might be, a people process platform that gets you to tier two production. And that production is what creates the wealth. Fantastic. I love your articulation. I'm sure that's resonating with people listening. And for all of you that are listening here, right at this moment, you need to focus on a single fact, and that is our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single instant. Instead, they get there as a result of you and I, the owners, learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management and third, leveraging high-performance teams. Thanks for listening. Rod, once again, thanks for being with us here today. Thank you, Bill.